Between the Covers, a series designed around who and what can be done and achieved by patients, planning and working in a community of like-minded, successful people. This podcast series is for anyone looking at becoming a successful published author and those looking to understand the mind of a writer and the goals of a publisher. Proudly sponsored by Shoreline Publishing. Welcome and enjoy. Thank you for joining me. My name is Bradley Shaw and today my guest of honour is uh, Samantha L. Valentine, whose first novel, uh, a normal functioning adult is coming out or released in May, whether that is now that you're listening to this after it's been released or before, uh, it's not far away for everybody to get hold of. Now, to give you a quick snapshot, Samantha's love of fictional worlds began as a young child, and she has since spent her lifetime reading across all genres. She's passionate about women's and LGBTIQ's fiction and wants the world to read more diverse Australian stories. She graduated with first-class honours in English language and linguistics from the University of Westminster, holds a Master of Arts in editing, writing and publishing from the University of Queensland. In her late teens, Samantha left north of Queensland, lived in the Northern Territory and Western Australia for several years before heading back to the UK for a one-year working holiday, which turned into a 12-year stint living in London and Oxford. Samantha eventually did return to Australia and now lives in Brisbane with her wife and her two Boston Terriers. Normal Functioning Adult is her first debut novel. Hello, Samantha. Thank you for joining me. Hi, Brad. Hi. How are you? <laughs> very good. Very good. Very excited having you on the show. It's always great to get that first person's new novel first yeah, up. Thank you. Uh, how are you feeling now, having that book coming out really soon? How, how's this? How, what's the moment um, right now for you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I mean, it's been a long time uh, coming from the point that mm. I first started writing it in um, towards the end of 2019. Um, wow. So what's that? Almost three years or something? Really four. Um, to yeah. get to this point, so it's 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 kind of surreal, I think, to to <laughs> finally. And I'm through the um, I've just finished the um, proofing the layouts and things like that, and I received a digital yes. copy of the final book yesterday. Um, so I, I think I think it's off. For print now so it's getting very close so yeah it's really exciting really exciting good. i can't wait good. to and get the box of box of books mm. that's right and having it in your hand and being able to show people around and then when you're yeah. signing your first copy yeah. that's always a buzz when you get to sign that first copy and you sit there and the first thing authors usually think is i don't know what to write i hadn't thought about doing this where well, well, you know this is a new <laughs> part of it i didn't ex- i didn't think about that but be prepared have a nice little little phrase you can you know incorporate into your writings for signings so tell me about that yeah, writing so back in 2019. In in 2019, you were writing. Oh, yep. Um, why why in a way, why did you not write sooner, given that you did so much comprehensive study and education into the processes of writing and publishing? What was it that that you wanted to wait for for the for the writing experience for yourself for the first novel? Um I well, I don't think I was consciously waiting for anything other than um, trying to get an idea that um, that I could run with. So I, yep. I, I guess I went to uh, uni just to, because I loved English and English language, and I thought, well, that sounds good. I'll go and do that and try and sort of teach myself more about writing and words. Uh, yeah. And then I, I, and then I um, did the Masters, which only had a, had a little bit of uh, fiction and stuff, and really, it was in my masters that you know, and I did a research for fiction module, 
um, where we had to write a short story. And that sort of got me more into um, into creative writing, although it was always in my head. I always did want to do it and had a yeah. few ideas. Um, but it was really in that course where uh, I was had to share my writing and we had to write a short story. And as soon as you start doing that, sharing your writing with other people and getting reviews and critiques, it, it becomes much less scary and, um, mm. uh, you know, you want to get out more. So I, I, I guess after that I still just kept jotting down ideas and just the urge kept getting stronger. And it was um it was about mid probably mid September two thousand nineteen that I enrolled in a just the Australian Writers Centre do some great yeah. um writing courses and I enrolled for in, I think introduction to creative writing, um, and we had to just we had an exercise in there we just had to write five hundred words, uh, setting a scene and um I had one idea I had was a idea of two people um, meeting in a uh, a grief therapy group therapy situation yep. we'd both lost their partners um so i wrote that that scene 500 words in this course mm-hmm. um and i remember in this course they said if you've got several different ideas for novels which i did uh you go with what speaks to you the most and that 500 words that um that spoke to me and i uh, the two characters in there um who are in therapy that's amy and luke and that scene is still yes. in the book it's still in chapter one um that sort of spoke to me and I sat down and wrote about 50,000 words over two months um and then that became about a year later I had that I had that book so I don't know it just it just sort of happened like that yeah and then I got the bug and sort of kept writing yeah (laughs) that usually happens yeah so was was there was there a planning of the story once you got the first 500 words the ideas as you say happened in little pieces as you say and then you sat and evolved it how did you plan it out? How did you design uh-huh. that? What elements of the books are going to be paramount to this this storyline, this flow and meaning in the stories? Yeah. Well, I think that, that first 50,000 words that I wrote over two months, I really just wrote that from the top of my head. Yeah. So there wasn't really a lot of planning for that. Um, I just needed to, um, and this has kind of become my process for other writing too, just needed to write that story. So I was just making things up. So, I guess I had a little plan for the characters, little pla- mm-hmm. like a, a really rough plot in the characters, and I just yes. tightened that out. And once I had done that, then I sort of sat down and did a lot more plotting. So I started yeah. working out the chapters, um, thinking more about the characters, changing the story, um, doing mm-hmm. a bit more on the backstory of the characters and stuff. And that, yeah. and then editing and reviewing. And then um, I enrolled in another writing course um, in 2020. It was lockdown actually um and just on a whim I, I thought well I don't have to travel to work so that saved me a couple hours a day I can do some fun and I met um I met a group of people in that became who became a writing group and I used yeah. this I used their writing group as this story to critique and the story just grew right. and grew and changed from that so it was probably yeah. a good year um good year and a bit after I first started writing it that took all the plotting and the planning and the replotting yeah. and editing and reviewing and that sort of thing yeah. So, um, and you'd be, and, yeah, so and say, your education, yeah. your education is a huge advantage into that process as well, because a lot of authors don't have the the complete understanding of the revision, the editing, the proofing, the styling of a book. Where your your yes. naturally your education was probably an advantage to you. Was it was it more fun yeah. though? I imagine yeah. I imagine more fun being free to just write without the constructs of an educational process, just to think, hey, you know what, I just want to tell a really cool story. I just want to get this story out and just really make it. And then then you can go back and put all your fixtures into it. But did you feel freer writing it? 
I actually did. I actually did. And mm-hmm. and one of the things that and maybe and maybe this had stopped me in the past because I think and one thing I do find a lot of new writers say they they seem to think they have to have the the story perfect before they write. Mm. And, yep. and and that's never going to happen. And I and maybe I thought a bit like that too. But and it wasn't until I sat down and I actually started writing and I thought, you know what? No one's going to see this draft. It can be yep. as bad as I want it to be. Um, and yep. I think that just really that really freed me up. I thought I'm just going to write this for myself and see what happens. It, and when I it, it and it was bad. It was really bad. And I thought it doesn't matter. No one's ever going to see this. Um, that's right. But. And it's just the reviewing and the draft after the draft after, mm-hmm. and even that very first chapter that I put in for this story for this writing competition, um, sorry, writing force with other people. Even that chapter was wasn't brilliant, yeah. but you know the, the other classmates were were really kind and really helpful and helped yeah. help me make it better. So, um, yeah, definitely. If there's any advice I'd give to anyone, it's just sit down and write and not worry about what it sounds like. Um, because yep. no one needs to read that that first draft yeah. at all. Well, what was what was it? Um, Stephen King in his book of writing, uh, he said, yes. um, "Just always write, just always write your first draft for the rubbish bin. You just you're just mm. playing with the ideas first. You're just drafting. You're just sketching, and then you know you'll dismiss. You probably won't use eighty percent of what you actually write in your first draft because you'll fix it all up. But you'll at least just have that." You're starting the process, just getting the habit and getting a craft, understanding your style of writing because naturally, you know, you've got to learn how you write as well when you'll start writing. It's like, oh, okay, how do I actually write a novel for myself as my own voice? How do I have a voice in writing a novel? And they have to learn that as much as the storyline and everything else. So well done, well done because you you did a great job uh, in the book. And naturally the the question comes from one other perspective uh, and again, it, this isn't meant to be a personal question, so I, I hope it's, it's not. But one of the things is when writers write in getting them comfortable in their first books, it's usually things they know. Now, this story has a lot of character drama, a lot of in-depths and thoughts and emotions inside these characters. So I have to ask that question. Were these experiences, were these people you knew that were associated to your, uh, you know, your learning or understanding of these types of situations, if I may ask? Um, no, no. So I haven't. That's even um, more impressive. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> and I, I just, I don't know even where I got this idea of two people wow. meeting. I don't know. I've always read fiction my entire life and I've always read yeah. across a lot of genres, um, certainly a lot of women's fiction and crime and drama and romance. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I just came up with a story and it just worked. And um, so I did have to... Um, uh, I mean, I have lost some good friends, but no one in the way that my main character, Amy, has lost someone. Um, so I did yeah. have to research um, grief and complicated grief disorder. Yeah. Um, I did have to research that. And I don't know, the rest, yeah. it just, I just, I just made it up. It's just fiction. So, <laughs> no, and, so and it's good that it comes across as realistic. It's, it's yeah, no, that's right. It's authentic. Um, and I think because you cared about the writing and the characters you created as well, like you actually made the efforts yeah, to I think about the, the logic, you know, yeah. yeah. And that shows in the writing and that's where a good book really comes from. Yeah. And the fact that, um, again, in this period and in this time, um, having the relationship of women, having the strength of that that bond, do you feel um, that this is a better time for that book? Like say if it was written 50 years ago, it probably wouldn't be as a received or as an opened um, book that people can enjoy because I just enjoyed reading it as the characters that women or yeah. man or man or it didn't matter there were just such emotional such 
connected, feeling people. Um, yeah. As you say, normal functioning adults. So, yeah. you know, so having that construct, um, did you feel that was also empowering that you're able to to share the truth of a real relationship between women and women and, and men and men in whichever situation? Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. I think probably even five years ago, it, it wouldn't have been, people wouldn't have been interested in it. Um, but it was nice. And, and the fact that I, when I wrote it, I didn't really, I mean, obviously all, all writers would like to be published, but I wasn't um, really writing it with an outcome. I, I just, it was just how the story evolved. And in the first draft, it was a very different um, set of relationships and 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 different yeah. ending, actually. So I'm glad it did sort of change as I kept writing draft after draft. Uh, but I I think that now, um, now knowing what I know about the Australian publishing industry and how... Uh, underrepresented um, women's or gay women are in Australian women's mm. fiction. Um, mm. I'm, I'm really glad I wrote this story, although that was never the reason I did. Um, but now mm. I'm I'm really glad because there actually isn't a lot of, um, as you know, uh, gay no, women not, don't no. feature in Australian women's fiction. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's changing a little bit overseas, but still in Australia. So, so yeah, I am really proud yeah. of the fact that that's, that is a difference in my book as well yeah yeah and we're proud to publish it too because we were really like we've published a number of um you know lesbian and gay books that that have uh, accentuated the situations and issues in those politics but also it's a story of it's a romance of a of a crime or a Mm. drama or a fiction work that has those elements it doesn't mean you know that it's set up about just that um issue it is really us and that's what's first about it all um so anyway I, I could go on for that forever, but you've done a really great book. I uh, apologise to anyone listening yeah. if you can hear him. His name is Winston and he's barking in the background. I apologise. <laughs> um, so I'm going to wrap it up before Winston starts getting really narky at me. Samantha, I have to congratulate you again. Your book is coming out in May and it's an exciting time for you. For everybody listening, please do support Samantha in her journey. The book is called Normal Functioning Adult. Uh, it is a beautiful story. Samantha L. Valentine. Um, and please support independent authors by going to bookshops, libraries, ordering the book, grabbing it online wherever you purchase the books and support our industry. We really love the support. And for everybody listening, thank you and join us again next time on Between the Covers. Samantha, you take care. Thank you, Brad. And for everybody listening, take care. And, and we'll talk to you again soon. And apologies for Winston. Yes. <laughs> oh, look, he's lovely. <laughs> anyway, everybody, take care. And we'll talk again soon. Thank you, Samantha. Bye. Thanks, Brad. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Between the Covers, produced by Shoreline Publishing.